What's happening, boys? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, coming at you today to talk about how to be more successful by modeling successful guys. Modeling is the most effective shortcut to success in the world, and it is accounted for every single success that I've had in every area of life. All right. By modeling, I mean taking what someone else has done, analyzing what's made them successful, and using deductive reasoning to take away to the most effective parts of their success and then seeing whether you have the capabilities to model what that guy's done, all right? It is the most important skill you can have for success and deductive reasoning itself is one of the top three, if not the most important skill for just success and understanding in life. It is so important. By deductive, I mean taking things away. Okay, this guy's really good with girls. What is he doing right? Is he really good looking? Is it his game? What is it? And you and you can figure that out by taking things away, right? You can take away his game and say, all right, would, would women still be attracted to him? Brad Pitt is a good example. So by using deductive reasoning, you can see that a lot of his success comes from the fact that he's extremely good looking. That's just one example, but it applies to every area of your life, all right? So let's start with massive success. We're going to start with billionaire level success. Right, and look at our boy uh, Donald Trump here, the Time Magazine Man of the Year, 2016. Trump is worth uh, multi-billions of dollars, depending on who you talk to. According to him, it's 10 billion. According to other people, it's as low as one or two, but he is worth a lot of money, right? And when you model him, when you look at what he's done, he's an excellent salesman, one of, if not the best salesman in the world right now. This can be learned. It can't be learned on his level, but you can learn to be an excellent salesman, especially if you read my book, How to Sell. There's me selling to you right there. <laughs> uh, but De Donald Trump also had a $10 million loan from his very successful real estate development father. He also had a lifetime of his father's positive motivation and a lifetime of his dad's um, real estate advice coming from an extremely successful guy, and he had uh, his in, his dad's entire network of New York real estate connections in terms of lawyers and um, councilmen and all that to work with. So he had a massive advantage that, that you don't have, okay? In fact, when you look at the Forbes 100, deductive reasoning shows you that the vast majority, if not all of the billionaires, have advantages that you cannot model. You might be able to model some of the things you, that they do, but the in, their entire skill set and connections and money and things like that are stuff that you can't model. So let me just give you a couple of examples off the top of my head. So Warren Buffett, all right? Warren Buffett has an insane IQ, and you are born with your IQ, okay? He is the best investor of all time. His IQ is through the stat, stratosphere, all right? It is impossible to model that. He also is the son of a senator. A lot of people don't know that. So when he went knocking on doors uh, to develop his his, um, his fund, you know, when he was selling and getting investors, he had all of his dad's connections in the city to rely on. And he, in, in Omaha, relatively small town your dad's the senator he he could get a meeting with every family in the city not an option that most guys have even if they're an incredible investor they 
are not going to be able to get in the room with all these people. Or, you know, they could, but they don't have that advantage, all right? Other thing is he's incredibly ruthless. Warren Buffett was one of the majority owners of one of these predatory lending companies that um, was a major source of the 2008 housing crash where they're just taking the poorest of the poor and giving them these home loans that they know they can't pay off and then massive interest on top of that. Basically like legal loan sharking. He's in all kinds of dirty things like this. I don't believe the sweet grandfather uh, facade that he puts apart. It's not that way. You, don't, you do not get to be a billionaire without being a savage, ruthless, dirty motherfucker. You might be doing it legally, but you are a legal criminal. You are a legal criminal. There's no, if not an outright criminal in, in a number of cases that these guys haven't got caught with. They say there's no great fortune built without a crime, and I would agree. All right? Another example, Mark Zuckerberg. Okay, IQ through the stratosphere, probably 150, 160, to be able to program and invent the things that he did. Can't model that, all right? That's God-given. I couldn't program a fucking microwave if I tried. You know, um, he also had, while he was at Harvard, he landed a whale. Okay, a whale is like a major investor. So he had Eduardo Saverin. He befriended him, whose dad was, you know, uh, a Brazilian guy with hundreds of millions of dollars. And he funded the company, or his dad, through him, funded the company. So Facebook would not exist without that amount of capital. And he was lucky to have met a guy like that in Harvard. I could, I could make a million cold calls, and I would never meet a guy who had that much capital. Uh, the most I had was my buddy who was making like 300k in sales, and he he invested in a few businesses that, that we did together because he had a, a ton of cash that was he, he at his disposal. But finding a guy who has access to millions is extremely difficult. So there's a, a good part of uh, luck there involved as well, and then there's the ruthlessness. So Eduardo Saverin, the guy whose father invested in Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg went around behind his back and ripped his face off and tried to get him taken off the company and taken his shares away. And that's how Mark got majority control of the company by just ripping his friend's face off, whose dad was the one who put up all the money in the company. Now, eventually, Eduardo Saverin sued and you know got a few billion out of it, but... Mark got control of the company and became a majority shareholder and probably would do the same thing again if he could go back in time because that's the type of guy that these guys are. They don't give a fuck. Bill Gates, another example. Again, Mark Zuckerberg level IQ, 150, 160. Cannot, that's God-given. You cannot develop that. Also, his dad was an extremely successful lawyer in the D.C. area, worked for IBM. So his dad's connections were able to get him in with IBM. He also had a lifetime of a, a very successful father giving him business advice, which, again, you can't model. So they eventually partnered with IBM. You know, his dad was able to set up these meetings and they sold them something they, they didn't have. If you watch Pirates of Silicon Valley, you can see that they sold them an operating system that they didn't have, which eventually became MS-DOS. And then, but once they had the meeting with IBM and they sold them on the idea of it, then they went and bought it from some other guy for pennies. 
and then gave it to IBM, right? So they sold them on absolutely nothing. They, they did the same thing with their software. They, the engineers called it vaporware. So they just set the, the micro Microsoft sales team in the early days to tell people that their software did X, Y, and Z, did all these things, which it didn't do. And then they just shoved it down everyone's throats. And that was a large part of you know how Windows was born. All right, you look at almost every major company and their sales, their sales staff are monsters. I've worked many, many sales jobs and not one single sales floor was clean. All right, and, and the biggest companies are the most ruthless. They do shit like that. That's part of the game. So that's the kind of stuff you gotta understand if you're trying to model these guys. It's very, very difficult, except for you know a small, small, small minority of people. Um, so that's the massive success. Now look at like really big success. So we're talking like 50 to 100 mil. The guidebook to big success is a book by Felix Dennis called How to Get Rich. It's probably the best book I've seen on making a lot of money because he actually tells the fucking truth. He doesn't have a stake in the game. He's dead now. He's not a personal development guy selling you on shit. He's a guy who started Maxim Magazine. He made $100 million in a publishing empire. And he just did it for fun to show you, like, you want to get rich? This is what you actually have to fucking do. This is what it takes. This is what it looks like. So the summary of that book is you have to fucking kill yourself to make that amount of money, all right? Insane ambition. Insane. You have to be able to handle insane levels of debt and stress every single day. You have to work 16 hours a day for 30 years. He developed an addiction to crack cocaine, alcohol, cigarettes, heroin, prostitutes. He destroyed every uh, relationship that he was in. He was not able to manage a family because the massive amount of stress that he was under had himself medicated in all these different ways to cope with the stress, all right? And I can understand that on some level uh, because whenever I try and work an insane amount, I start develop the bad habits start rearing their back head. Okay, so if I'm trying to work 15 hours a day, which I don't do anymore, there goes the junk food, and then I start drinking more because you are not getting that pleasure and you're not getting that release. So you have to chase harder and harder things to get it because you're fucking killing yourself, and and you're thinking like. And your thinking goes all about work, 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 work. So you're thinking like, well, as long as the work gets done, I can drink a bit more. I can have this food. Or For him, it was like do heroin and crack cocaine and prostitutes and shit. That's what it took for that guy to get to that level of success. I And I guarantee you that every guy who works those amount of hours has some major bad habits. It's impossible not to. It's impossible to, to just whip, whip yourself like a dog and not pay for it in some way. Right? You pay for it with your health, you pay for it in your relationships, you pay for it um, with the bad habits you develop. That is part of the cost of being a boss. Pay for it with your fucking stress levels and your blood pressure. I mean, Felix Dennis is dead now. He, he died a few years after he wrote that book. I think he was only in his 60s. All right? And that was after he'd retired for five to ten years to you know relax and write poetry, which he seemed like he enjoyed a lot more than that relentless chase of money that he, he talked about. In fact, he, he even said in the book he would give up all his money and everything that he ever worked for to go back to being 25 and being able to do it again with, with, his, with health and, and 
wealth and all that and not have had multiple heart attacks from being a crack addict and you know health problems and shit so like that's that's what you got to take into account are you that type of guy are you willing to fucking sacrifice all that shit to make that hundred million dollars are you a guy like Elon Musk who who says that the point of life is to work every single minute of every single hour that I mean are you are you able to compete with a guy who is working every single minute of the day and wants to work every single minute of the day I couldn't do that I wouldn't want to do that that would not make me happy and not only am I not smart enough to compete with that guy but that that level of work ethic would be insane to me I would be miserable all right to me, that is not a normal human being. You have to be an abnormal human being to be able to take on that kind of a fucking workload. It's something you've got to recognize when you're modeling people, all right? Very, very important. Very important. So, okay, now let's let's bring it down to more world, real-world success. And I'm going to give you some examples of guys who are under 40, corporate world who are making uh, 200K plus, all right? The most successful guys I know under 40 are still in the corporate game. Those of you guys who are familiar with my stuff, you know I don't recommend uh, working the, you know, in the corporate world because it's fucking shitty, all right? You have a job, it's shitty, you have a boss. It's not a fun life. You can take it from me. I've spent the better part of a decade in there before I got out. However, the guys I know who are high level in the corporate world actually make more than the guys I know who have their own business. However... The guys who have their own business are a lot happier. With that said, real world success, under 40, we're talking about 200K or 200K plus. Now, I've met guys in the corporate world who I sold to, like clients that I sold to who had their own business, who were doing a million dollars a year, guys who had their own insurance company and stuff like that, but they were in their mid 50s to 60s. So I'm talking about, for you guys, under 40, my range in these videos is guys 18 to 35, 200K plus, if you're not sold on, on getting out of the corporate world, okay, he, here's the successful guys that I've seen, all right, five guys, one guy was a commercial currency broker that I worked with, he was the best guy in our branch, our branch did about five million, he took home about 250 grand of that, but he probably did a mil five in revenue for the branch. He brought in that a mil five in revenue by himself. Okay, so this guy was the best salesman in the branch, one of the top guys in the company. If you're one of the top guys in, in a mid-sized firm, you're gonna be to, doing 200, 200 to 400K. Um, I know the guys at Salesforce, the top salesman there were doing 400K. All right, so that's one guy, he's a sales, sales guy. The other guy was a branch manager that I worked for. Now he, was technically a 50% owner of that branch. He bought in, so he's making a bit more, but he was still, he's still at a boss and he was still, our branch was still technically under the wing of that other company. And again, that was in advertising. Our branch did similar numbers to my commercial currency branch. Um, so it did about 5 million a year, that branch. And he, as the branch manager, probably took home about 250 to 300K a year. And, but, Again, working an absolute ton, a lot of stress, all that stuff. Another guy was a regional sales manager. That's my buddy Z. He's still doing 250K, and the way he got there was, again, was one of the top commercial currency brokers, worked his way up to branch manager, and then worked his way up to regional 
sales manager for North America. And the way he did that was by hitting his fucking targets every month. He hit his targets in sales. He hit his targets as a branch manager. His targets as a regional sales manager. So that's how he got there. And he stepped on a few throats of, of the guys who were higher up. Or, or, you know, he was competing with guys for the job. He played the corporate game and, you know, stepped on a few throats of guys who were trying to fuck with him and compete with him. So very socially savvy guy, plays the corporate game very well, and always hit his fucking targets, which resulted in the success that he has now, all right? Then I know another two guys that I grew up with. I'm not sure if they make 200K, but they're probably in, like, the 170 range. One was... Uh, trained as a lawyer and was became a consultant for McKinsey. The other guy was a VP. He might be even higher now at Lehman Brothers. Okay, both these guys came from very hardworking families. Um, families that had a good amount of money. They had high IQs. They worked harder than everyone else in school, including me. Um, and basically, you know, they were bred to be either lawyers or doctors or you know, successful professionals. And they went through the, you know, four to eight years of school and killed themselves in school for their whole life and then killed themselves in the corporate world and work 10 hours a day, seven days a week. Not rocket science, um, but that's that's how they did it. That's how most of the, of the successful guys I know, they most of them, almost all of them are on the traditional path. Very few, I don't know if I grew up with any successful entrepreneurs. I don't think I did the exception of myself, who's relatively successful. So um, that's the path for most guys that I know who are real world successes. Talking about over 200K. The vast majority of them are sales guys. Like I said, sales is the most important skill in my book, How to Sell. I teach you how to sell. I teach you how to get into the corporate game, stack your cash, get out, build a service-based business. Or, I mean, if you want, you can stay on and move up but I don't recommend it. I don't recommend that model because it's not fun. It's not fun having a boss. It's not fun working 10 hours a day. It's not fun having to bring in $1.5 million in fucking revenue just to keep your fucking job and dealing with all kinds of stress from upper management and shit. It's not a fun way to do it, but you want a model that is there for you. I just want to give you the realistic assessment like all these guys read these on this entrepreneur porn and I'm gonna make 10 million dollars and I'm gonna make 20 it's like I haven't met a guy under 40 who makes a million dollars a year and I have not met him in person and the guys that make money making like 200k and they are working within the corporate app apparatus and they're selling fucking hard like most guys don't have the balls and the will to do so you got to look at this shit really realistically okay and I'm trying to give you my you know, I'm 34, I've seen all this stuff. So I can tell when when these all these lifestyle porn and entrepreneur porn are just blowing smoke up your ass. I'm trying to give you like the real shit. Like that's that's what 200K really looks like in the world. It's like a salesman who's always stressed out, always thinking about his targets, always hammering out 100 phone calls a day, you know, working on the weekend, answering emails on the weekend at night, or guys working 10 hours a day, climbing the ranks at Lehman Brothers, always on his Blackberry. That's, for the majority of you guys, that's what like that 200 grand looks like, all right? However, I wanna talk about also real world success as guys who are entrepreneurs, okay? And by that I define real world successes over 100K a year. 
made over 100K a year in trading and sales and might not sound like a ton of money to you, but if you are making over $100,000, you are top 1% in the world, okay? You're top 1%. Top 1% when they were doing that Occupy Wall Street bullshit, complaining about top 1%, blah, 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 blah. The billionaire is not top 1%. The 100 millionaire is not top 1%. The $10 million guy is not top 1%. The fucking guy who makes $100,000 a year is top 1%. I live in Thailand now and a doctor here makes like $25,000 a year, okay? The guy who is top, who's making six figures is top 1% in the fucking world. That is a successful guy, all right? So to be a top 1% guy and not have to work a corporate shitty job, I'll give you a few examples of, a guy, of guys who are making six figures, all right? And these are just guys I've met in the last year out here in Chiang Mai. Almost all of them are working a service-based business, all right? The reason I keep hammering you guys on a service-based business is it is the most effective, easiest way to make money. By selling a service, I mean the big four that I've seen, okay? Okay, the big two offline are real estate and insurance. Every single one of you guys can make six figures selling real estate or insurance. It's not particularly fun. But you can do it. The big four of the guys that I've met who are in the digital nomad scene, I'm using air quotes here, which means they're making online money and can live anywhere in the world and arbitrage that US dollar income to anywhere in the world are coaching, uh, marketing, programming, copywriting. Those are the big four, all right? I've met guys making six figures and all those, except for copywriting, the guys in copywriting are making like high five figures, so like 6,500 a month, 70, 75 grand a year type of thing, US, all right? The online millionaire is very fucking rare, very fucking rare. You know, I've, I've not met any guy who's making like big money out here, and I live in the digital nomad capital of the world. I've not met any guys who are Millionaires, the only guys that I know is the guy who invented the dropship lifestyle course, who Anton, who I believe is a millionaire. It's a decent course, and again, you know, but that's that's a very rare that's a very rare thing. Okay. Most of the guys are not fucking millionaires out here. Most of the guys are fucking just struggling to eat. But there are a few guys, like I said, making six figures. And Almost none of them are doing the digital nomad businesses like blogging, dropshipping, uh, Amazon FBA, okay? I'm the only guy I know who's making a good living off blogging, and my man Nick Nirov is the only guy I know who's making six figures from Amazon FBA. You can check out the video that I did or the, the podcast that I did with Nick to break down how he's doing that. But for the vast majority of guys, the service-based business is the fucking way to go because it's so much easier, all right? There's a proven market. You know that everyone needs marketing and copywriting services. Your costs are nothing. Your inventory is nothing. Your expenses per month are nothing. All you need to do is learn your skill and put out 200 to 300 cold calls and emails a day, and you'll be six figures within the year or two if you really go hard. That's, that's it. That's it. All right, yes, you're still selling your time for money, but a product-based business has a fucking 90% failure rate. It's very hard to do a product-based business. I know I'm speaking from experience. This is my fifth fucking product-based business. This is the only one that's actually worked for me. 
took me like seven years to make a product-based business work, all right? It is a hard thing to do. It is a hard thing to do. Uh, with my tech startup, okay, I had a tech startup that flopped. I was in an, an incubator, one of the best incubators in Toronto. Not just my startup, but no one that I knew in that incubator became successful. No one built a successful tech business. There's only one exit that I knew of, and it was for $500,000, and it was an aqua hire. An aqua hire means that they wanted to acquire, they bought it to acquire the, the rockstar developer, the 21-year-old guy who built the thing who was a rockstar developer. So they paid 500 grand for the technology and to get that guy to work for them for two or three years. 500 grand between three guys after taxes for about three years of work is like 40 grand a year or less. It's garbage, all right? The reason these guys sold is because it took them a couple years, they got to market, they realized, well, no one wants to buy our product, so we have to sell out and we have to take this price because, you know, we've put all this time in it and now it's, it's relatively worthless. Same situation happened to us. We got to market. There wasn't a huge demand for it. We almost had a buyout from a major media company. We had a verbal agreement, but then they said, you know, we looked at the numbers again. We can't do it. And that was it. All right. It's an unproven market. All right. Everyone thinks they're going to be this tech billionaire. It's an unproven market. You don't know. And it's going to take you like a year or two to get to market before you even realize if people want to buy your shit. All right. Same thing like with a franchise. You don't know whether your franchises are going to succeed, right? It's all about the location. And, and you're going $100,000, $200,000 into debt to buy this thing. You put it up, wrong location, game over. If it succeeds, it's like 10 to 15% a year, which is okay. It's okay if you're already rich, man. If you're already rich and you want to buy a few subways in prime location, if you already got $3 million in the bank and you don't have to go into debt and to do it to get 10 to 15% a year, okay. You know, you get someone to manage it, whatever, not bad. I still would rather have you, you know, invest in something that's way less friction and way less headache and try and get your 10%. But like for a guy who's who has to go to a bank loan and you're betting everything on one store and you're going 200 grand in debt to try and get like 10% off this thing, 10, 10, 15% a year off this subway franchise, and then you find out you have the wrong location and then you just watching this thing fucking slow burn and you're trying to reinvest more money into it. I mean, come on. Those franchises are a fucking, those are soul crushing, man. Can't do it. Cannot recommend that shit because it's so easy to go broke with a service business. It's very hard to fail because it's very hard to go broke. You can't fail because all you need is an internet connection and a phone. As long as you just keep working and keep selling, you can just pivot and, and niche yourself and increase your sales skills and, and you know eventually get people to buy it. As long as you've chosen a proven market like I've, I fucking tell you to do, it's just a matter of pushing hard and selling hard and keeping at it because guys don't fail because they pick the wrong thing. They fail because they go broke. As long as you have money, you can always pivot into the next thing. You can always pivot into the thing that's going to eventually succeed. But you fail because you go broke. And in a service-based business, it's very hard to go broke because you don't have fucking expenses and you don't have employees and you don't have overhead. All you're doing is just fucking, hey, do you want to buy this? Hey, do you want to buy this? Emailing, do you want to buy this? Right? That's it. So it's very hard to fail. That's the fucking key. Keys to the service-based business, why it's, it's a really good thing to model is because one, you don't need massive IQ. Number two, you're not reinventing the wheel. 
you know that it works because it's a proven market. Number three, it is very hard to fail because it's hard to go broke. It's, you know, you really only fail if you quit, all right? And number four, there's a, a million examples tomorrow. You don't have to take my word for it. You can go out and read whatever your niche is. Go read every guy who's successful at that. You want to be a copywriter? Read every fucking book on guys who made six figures at, at copywriting. There's, with with Amazon and all the blogs available today, you've got every motherfucking resource at your fingertips to model like the successful guys. Just be like accurate with your thinking about like, you know, don't take take everything with a grain of salt, right? Because because a lot of people have a reason to lie to you, but like, use your deductive reasoning and then fucking. Find the proven market, model a successful guy, and then do exactly what they do, right? It's that easy, man. It's that fucking easy. That's what you got to do. Got to use that deductive reasoning. You know, look at his success. Take away the factors that he's that's made him successful. Take them all away, and then and look at them individually and see if you have them. All right. Works applies to anything in life. Applies to anything in life. Applies to picking up girls. Okay, you want to be good with girls. This is, a, this is a logical fallacy I see in a lot of the pickup artist community. Let's take a very successful pickup uh, company that has similar similar acronym similar acronym to my site Revolutionary Lifestyle Design, which is RLD. Okay, all their instructors are young, good-looking guys, every single one. But all they talk about is their game, their game, their game. All right. You can't divorce your game from your looks. Some guys tell me, like, I only get laid because of how I look. Yes, that's fucking, of course. How can I game without my looks? All right? How can, how can I game girls with, with a fucking bag on my head? All right? And just like Brad Pitt, a young Brad Pitt is going to get way more girls than me. Right? I can't, I can't model Brad Pitt's success because he's better looking than I am. When I was, like, growing up, I tried to model guys who I thought I was... Okay, I'm, I'm as good looking as this guy. Now, I don't think I'm the greatest looking, but I think I'm like good enough looking. I'm attractive enough that when I approach a girl, I feel like a lot, you know, a lot of women might find me attractive. I'm not the best looking guy in the world. I'm probably like a seven um, to an eight, depending on whether I'm the girl's type, all right? I'm, I consider myself good enough looking. So you gotta figure out where you are, right? You're gonna get the results of a guy who's as good looking as you are. Guys ask me if they get, if they follow my stuff, will they get their same results as me? No. If you're worse looking, you'll get worse results. If you're better looking than me, you'll get better results. All right? Game is, a, is an important thing. Game is your salesmanship, right? Game is an important thing. You have to, fa you, have to you, you have to deduct all that stuff. You say, okay, Will's giving me this advice, but let's deduct what he has, okay? Let's deduct his looks and his style and, these, and things like that. And then you have to say, what of that can I reproduce, okay? Some of you might say, all right, well, I'm not as good looking as well, so I can't reproduce that, but I can, you know, get girls on my level. Or some of you guys are gonna be like, I'm younger than Will and I'm, and I'm better looking than him and I'm gonna slaughter his fucking results. And you can and you will, all right? That's, that's fucking smart modeling. That's smart modeling. You take away what the guy has. As opposed to inductive reasoning, inductive reasoning, which is like how most guys teach, is like would would be like me saying, "Yo, just talk to girls, bro." Like, if you're not getting results, just fucking talk to girls and be confident, be yourself. That would be like me not using deductive reasoning, not backwards engineering what I've done, and just like looking at my experience and saying, "Do it like I do." 
and, and that's retarded. You have to like backwards engineer the guy's success. You have to take away the things that make him successful and then look at them and see how many of them you have. If you have or are capable of developing those things, then his success is within your reach. If you're capable of developing more than he has, then more than his success is in your reach. If you're not, then okay, maybe a, a little level, lower level of success is within your reach. It's the same goes with, with diet or, or with fitness, right? If you, wanna, if you see a guy who's really big or whatever, you want to model him, okay? You figure out what his diet is. You figure out what his routine is. And if he's honest, you figure out what fucking drugs he's on because every guy who's big and ripped is on drugs. You can model my shit if you want. All you have to do is look at my website. I tell you everything, right? I also tell you I'm on TRT. I fucked around with the pro hormones and stuff, and I can tell you how much you can get naturally. It's all there for the modeling, all right? But re model like realistically, realistically, okay. What do I have to do? Okay, that's the guy's workout routine. I'm gonna do that. What's his diet? Okay, I'm gonna do that. Um, you know, he's on this and that supplement. Okay, I, you know, I'll give that a shot. But just do your fucking homework and make sure that the guy's not lying to you and telling you bullshit, all right? That's another part of the fucking accurate thing. And that's a part of like accurate modeling is like using the deductive reasoning, not just to take away from what he has, but to say, okay, what is his angle on selling me this stuff? You know, is he trying to get me to buy his products? If, if he is, then you have to look at him a bit more fucking closely. All right. Got to be smart about this shit, boys. But modeling and deductive reasoning are the fucking most powerful tools for being successful. Every success I've had has come from that. And almost all the confidence that I developed has come from like modeling some other guy and saying, I can do what that motherfucker is. I can do that. Or like, I can do better than that guy. I'm smart. I'll look at a guy and he'll be successful at something. And I'm like, I'm smarter than that, than that motherfucker. Right? When I started like the lifestyle design stuff, I was like, man, there's guys who are doing big numbers who I'm fucking smarter than them. And I have way more applicable knowledge and way less bullshit. And I still think that to this day, I wouldn't be doing that if I didn't think you know, the barrier for entry was low enough for me to fucking dominate, all right? If this was a math blog or something, I wouldn't even bother because I know that everyone would be smarter than me. <laughs> you know, I could not write or talk about math and ever make any type of money because I'm just not good at it. So it's using that fucking accurate thinking, using that deductive reasoning and modeling the successful guys and then taking it to his level and if you are able to reach that guy's level, then you're saying, all right, who else am I going to model next? I've already changed my models for like lifestyle design and what I'm doing, all right? I'm aiming higher now because I've hit a lot of levels that I, that I aimed for when I started. Now I'm aiming on bigger targets and I'm modeling different people. Um, and I'm aiming to take them out. Once I take them out, then I'm, I'm aiming for the next level. That's how it fucking goes, man. You know, and... and if you want to model me, go for it. If you want to model someone else, go for it. Just do it in the fucking smart way and use that deductive reasoning and use that motherfucking accurate thinking. And that's it, boys. I hope that was uh, helpful and practical. And I wish you all the best this year. I wish you fucking kick ass this year. I wish you keep winning. I wish you stay on top of the motherfucking game. And I wish you all the best and love and light in the world. Thank you for watching this on YouTube, listening on iTunes, listening on SoundCloud, watching and checking out my articles at revolutionarylifestyledesign.com. Much love to you, brother.